All right, welcome back to The Wrap. This is our look at uh, what the top stories in Columbus economic development news is. And we uh, don't have as much real estate news uh, as we typically do uh, this week, but we do have updates on the Columbus crew versus the Ohio State Fair. Jermaine, automotive, uh, not getting into the fast food business. Data centers, as far as the eye can see, and beer for Westerville and Dublin. So uh, let's, uh, let's roll through these, starting with the latest in the Columbus crew saga. Eleanor, can you unpack all of that? Yeah, yeah. So this week, um, well, so as we all know, the Crew Stadium deal uh, includes several different pieces, and one of them is that Montfrey Stadium, the team's current home, yep. will be converted into a training facility and community sports park. The hiccup has, that that has hit is that is uh, state land surrounding the stadium there, and so the uh, expositions... The Ohio Exposition Commission. Commission. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, has has the final say in uh, uh, what land the crew's going to lease and what they're going to do with it. And there has been concern, particularly about the parking that's going to be lost from the crew's proposal. So this week, they had a hearing in front of the commission. The crew cut back a bit of what they're going to do, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of the uh, the land, and they were going to make some changes to the black and gold boulevard that's no longer going to happen. Right. Um, and some uh, pretty vocal opponents of Virgil Strickler have, have now converted and said that they like what the crew is doing, that they're working with them, and it's going to be okay. There are still some members of the commission who are concerned about that parking especially that's going to go away and the revenue that uh, that might lose for the state fair. Right, particularly the Ohio State Fair and the, and the All-American Quarter Horse Congress, which uh, uh, is... I mean, one of the, well, I mean, both of them are the biggest events that Columbus hosts during the year. So just thousands and thousands of people, all those parking spots are used. So not only is it an inconvenience, but as you point out, it's it's actually a money. Uh, they're going to lose revenue mm. uh, to, by not having those spots. So uh, I just get the feeling this is one of those details that they said, oh, we'll work it out later when they finally save the crew. And certainly I think the Ohio State Fair people were a little upset that they weren't uh, clued in a little bit at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So this clean up on aisle three in addition to you know trying to trying to you know work out a deal going forward mm-hmm. well and you have the the Columbus partnership we also reported who obviously has been very involved in all the efforts to save the crew and then help them you know kind of put together this stadium deal uh, suggesting that uh, maybe the way to make up some of that revenue for the state fair and otherwise support it going forward would be yeah. a, a private nonprofit foundation like some other states which have. I had never heard of but apparently Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. does this so mm-hmm. um, um, yeah if they could you know if that can be part of the deal I mean it could end up being a net positive for the Ohio State Fair which would be uh, which would be fantastic but ongoing uh, ongoing negotiation so we uh, we will uh, we'll keep checking in with them uh, in, in the coming months. Okay, let's move on to Jermaine. Complicated story because Jermaine is not a single company. It's a, it's a brand. It's a family with a couple of different offshoots, and they're buying Sonic, which is not the drive-thrus, but it's actually the auto dealerships. So, uh, Dan, untangle this whole thing for us, if you sure, will. Sure, sure. The, the quick history lesson, anyone uh, familiar with Columbus knows the Jermaine name. Yeah. I believe that was probably even a slogan for uh, Jermaine, Jermaine, to remember the name. Yeah, right. At, at one they've point, been around for decades. Yeah, decades. Decades-long uh, family-owned car dealership. About 10 Ten years ago, the two brothers, Steve and Rick, split yep. their holdings. So so even though you see the Jermaine name, it's not necessarily the same uh, Jermaine. So Steve has some dealerships. Rick has some dealerships. Yep. 
And uh, Rick, uh, Rick's uh, uh, germane entity is the one involved in this deal. Sonic is uh, not the burger place, which most people seem to think. It's a publicly traded uh, auto company based out of Charlotte. And Sonic has for years owned the Georgesville Auto Mall Complex. That's right. Toyota West. And then four uh, dealerships under the Hatfield name, Kia, Hyundai, Volkswagen, and Subaru. Subaru. Right. Uh, so that has not been locally owned for some time, despite uh, you know the Hatfield being another kind of historic uh, Columbus name. Yeah. And uh, Rick Germain's company bought that five dealership complex for an undisclosed sum. So it's a pretty interesting deal. Uh, Again, they wouldn't talk the price, but you would imagine it was rather sizable. Oh, I would imagine so, yeah. It it doubles the size of Germain, uh, the Rick Germain group, to 10 local dealerships, Mm -hmm. I believe, 10 or 9. 10, I thought it was 10. 10. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they have five local and then one in Florida. So... Um, they now have 10 dealerships in the market. These were all brands that they weren't previously representing. Rick previously had. He has the two Lexus dealerships. He mm-hmm. has Ford, uh, Mazda, and Nissan, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yes. Uh, and as you point out in the story, uh, the, even though car sales are coming off of their historic highs, mm-hmm. it's still a pretty good business. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, the, the new car business gets all the headlines in the industry and sales are down, but the industry's still on ta- on track for, I don't know, certainly a top five year, probably yeah, pretty yeah. close in terms of sales. Uh, but the one nice benefit to the sales of the last several years is that there's just a lot more cars out on the road and that means service. And that's mm-hmm. where auto dealerships make a lot of their money. So Jermaine not just added five new you know outlets for new cars, but five new, uh, you know, groups of customers that need that are going to need service right, increasingly right. like now and into the future and then the used car business new new car sales go down used car sales go up so that's a benefit as well sure sure and it's a part of town that they were not uh, previously yep. in uh, yep. so um, you know overall good okay moving up to new albany we had news this week that uh, uh there's actually a couple of things google is uh, breaking ground on uh, 600 million mm-hmm. the 600 million dollar data center uh, up in new albany and uh amazon uh, has now officially committed to, I believe it's fourth in New Albany. And then another one in Hilliard. Right, to go with their third in Hilliard, and they are saying that they're going to put a third one in Dublin, all towards a long-term goal of having 15 mm-hmm. around central Ohio. So New Albany especially now uh, has Google, Facebook, and Amazon data centers all up in that business park, which is which is pretty fascinating. I gather it's a, it's a location and a infrastructure issue. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's certainly, uh, there there seems to be, Amazon at least, their strategy to they're interested in con- uh, concentrating a bunch of these data centers yeah. in this game, same area. And so. and I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, Central Ohio, I mean, I don't know how many years ago this was, but invested uh, a lot of money into having a, a fiber optic network that spans the, the, the region and helps make those connections possible. And then New Albany is, and spe- you know, specifically has an AEP transmission headquarters uh, up there. So you can imagine that the power grid is pretty darn good uh, mm-hmm. in the New Albany Business Center and data 
data centers, um, they, they don't employ tons of people, but they sure eat up a lot of electricity. So having a stable power supply uh, location, and frankly, you know, we're not California. There's not uh, crazy wildfires, earthquakes, tsunamis, and everything else mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good area for data centers uh, in addition to all the distribution centers. So last one, beer. We have yeah. news that <laughs> that a uh, a a brewery named for Galena and based in Johnstown is moving to Westerville. Yes, that is correct. Um, You can also catch more on this if you listen to our News and Brews podcast. This week's episode where we drank a land-grant beer, we also talked about uh, Galena Brewing, so you can tune into that for more info. But the the short version is Galena Brewing's been operating for about a year over in Johnstown. In September, they closed that space and relocated to Westerville. They are not open quite yet. Expect to be open about mid-month. Um, they're on a road called Chandler Court, which is kind of just north of Polaris, kind of went around Giammarco's Italian Restaurant, if you know that area. It's, you know, pretty classic tap room. You know, they yep. don't have plans to kind of can or distribute this place. You go there, watch a game, you know, grab a couple beers, bring a family. They have games. Sure. Um, you know, all sorts of games like that. So, but they expect to but be But do they have games, well. Dan? They do have games. Oh, what? Board games. <laughs> yeah. They have board Lots games. They have bubble hockey. Right. Right. I'm sure they have Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody sure has Jenga. Like a giant Jenga. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe a normal sized Jenga. Yeah. What kind and of the, beer are they going to have there? They're going to have all sorts of beer. So mm. it's the type of place that doesn't want to box itself in as being, you know, specifically stouts or IPAs. Um, one of the beers they're particularly proud of is a butter beer inspired by the yeah, Harry, Harry Potter Papa. series. So. That will be a, a seasonal or a quarterly a, a quarterly offering. It, it's uh, they say that it sells fairly fast. So when they, I would imagine, if you're so. curious, you should grab it. Yeah, and then the other one uh, is uh, uh, I, I knew I was going to get the year fourteen. 14- 1487, 1487 uh, which uh, was just out in Licking County. And uh, this is something that we've talked about periodically through the years, that it's odd that there's no craft brewer in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, there still isn't one with this it's one, but closer. it's darn close. It's closer than anyone's gotten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over, by the, adjacent. over by the Costco, which, you know, again, I think most people would consider that Costco in Jerome Township is actually, you know, kind of sort of Dublin. Sure, but yeah. anyway, that's where they are going, right? Yes. Yeah. 1487 has actually been around a couple of years. They're based in Alexandria. They don't have a public tap room. So they're over in Licking County. Yeah. Uh, they have a small kind of Dano brewery. They distribute to a, a couple of select places, Granville Inn. Um, they do German type uh, style beer. So they actually, you can find them at Valters at the Manor Court here in town. Oh, so they okay. have very select uh, accounts because they don't have a ton of production. But they've been working for years to open, to find a spot to do both a big public tap room and right. a beer garden. They're now ending up over in the kind of Plain City, Jerome Township, yeah. Dublin area, however yeah, you yeah. want to classify it. Near the Costco at Dublin Green, they have an old uh, Napa building that they're converting and hope to be open in the first quarter I know of, what you're talking about. of 2020. So it will be, you know, a big beer garden, a big enclosed tap room with an outside beer garden, playground for kids, restaurant. So they're still working on the menu, but it'll have... Uh, even though they're they're German focused, they were adamant that you know you'll be able to get German beer and German food, but there will be other things. As okay. Well. So because they right. want being you know the lone brewery in that area, yeah. you know they want to have a broad appeal because they think they can pull from Marysville and Plain City, but also potentially from Dublin. So they want uh, <coughs> they want to have a place that will you know have that wide range. Sure. Watch for that in Dublin. And with that, it, it sounds like that tank that's been parked outside our building is now fired up and is getting ready to do something. So we should wrap this up and uh, potentially run for cover. 
We will see you next Friday for uh, another hot week of business news. Thanks for listening.